Well, hey there, kids. It's the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, the ultimate horror movie podcast here with the hosts with the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And we are here today to be talking about one Veloci Pastor. <laughs> it's Italian, right? Veloci yeah. Pastore. You know what I thought? I thought it was gonna be a pastor combined with a velocipede, huh? <laughs> you get on the pastor, you ride him down the street. <laughs> and of course, if you want to get straight onto the movie review portion, there is a timestamp provided for you down there in the podcast description. But you're gonna miss hanging out with your boys, slamming a co beer, talking about what we've been watching. And also letting you guys know that if you agree with the recent overturning of Roe v. Wade by our Supreme Court, this is probably not the podcast for you because me and old Hollywood Steve here stand up for women's rights, women's bodily autonomy, Mm -hmm. your right to choose. Um, This is a podcast we know that people are probably going to to have a laugh and escape the events of the real world, which are very, very bad right now. So we're not going to get super, super in-depth into the weeds about this and bring everybody down because I think at this point, if you're on our side of things, you've probably just been screaming nonstop since Friday like we have. Uh Uh, We're not going to contribute more to that, but we are here to let you guys know that we are allies and we stand with the women all the fucking way. If Uh, you don't, this is probably not the podcast for you. The world needs more men standing up, guys. Like The world needs more angry men standing up and saying that this shit is not right. Stand up with your fellow people and uh, help keep Americans safe, man, because this shit is fucked up. It is. But enough about that. We are with you in these regards, and we are here to put on a funny show, aren't we? (laughs) We are laughing. Laugh Uh, with us. (laughs) Humor. Oh, humor, dude. I'll tell you what. It feels like it's been a month of Sunday since we did this. The uh, last two episodes were recorded back to back because Mm -hmm. I was going to be gone for a week out at Sweetwater Gear Fest out there with a whole bunch of other tubers filming a bunch of hot content, having the good time. Dude, I have a mountain of footage to go through. Holy cow. It is going to be a, a task for you know what to do with all this stuff. But, man, we had ourselves a fucking great time, man. Did you have a wet t-shirt contest? Yeah, and, you know, I, I did lose that one. Aww, I did lose that one. Oh, man, I thought you'd do okay. You know what? I need work. So it's give me something to work on while I'm home. I'm practicing my wet t-shirting. I'm actually wearing a wet t-shirt right now. Yeah, just to get get a little experience. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. I did win the uh, the gray sweatpants contest, though. Oh, I mean, shit. Okay, now yeah. that, yeah, that's impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great time, man. But now I've got a mountain of work ahead of me to go through all this stuff. But it will be fun, man. Just reliving the fun times and the camaraderie that I had in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, uh, dude. What 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 they got going on there in Indiana? Anything anything of of note in Fort well, Wayne? Indiana, or as I like to call it, Dirty Diana. No, all right. <laughs> I'll tell you the weird thing about it. Like if you go out there, there's not a lot. It's very flat. There is sweet water, okay. which is ginormous. But I'll uh-huh. tell you what, there is an oddly high number of absolutely fucking fantastic bars and restaurants out there. Like, oh. I have no clue why, dude. But seriously, like, I had some of the best cocktails I've ever had, period, Holy out shit. there. Like, yeah, the Copper Spoon and a bunch of other places in the Fort Wayne uh, area. 
I don't know why, but fucking fantastic, man. Oh, wow. Kick-ass Fort Wayne. Yeah, man. So a good time was had by all. It has been extremely, extremely hectic, man. We got home. The next day was my birthday. I had a board yeah. day. I'm an old man now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're the big boy age Yeah, now. dude. Yeah. 30 and ocho, yeah, as that's they when, say. That's when you get to big boy. Uh, dude, 37, still a child. Yeah, pretty much just a baby at that point. But right. now I've emerged yeah. on the other side of this birthday, a full-grown man, you know? Yeah. How's that? I mean, what's it like? Well, I have been trying to stay in shape using my Nordic track, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's adult shit. Mm-hmm. So every day uh-huh. I've been strapping on my, my white New Balances, not the ones I mow the yard with, <laughs> the ones I keep no. in good condition. Yeah. yeah. Hopping on that Nordic track. I, I try to grill myself. A good high-protein lunch and dinner, because all they do is grill. I also don't clean yeah. up after it. Oh, no. Why, how? No. What? You can clean a grill? Sounds impossible. Yeah, right? Impossible, uh-huh. man. So, yeah, the dad life, you know, it's treating me pretty good. I'm a full-grown man now. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So you got the you got the old ball and chain and the kids on your back. Oh, my God. You know what? What can you do with them? Can't live with them? Can't live with them. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Your, oh, you know your boss down at the music factory is just on your ass. Make oh, more my music. God. All the time. Pump out the notes. Pump out the jams. Where's the hook, he says. <laughs> down at the old music mine, you know? <laughs> yep. Down there with a pickaxe just hammering this shit out day in and day out. We found a vein of G over here. Yeah, really, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been a little while since we podcasted, man. What have you been up to in this time that we've been away? Boy, uh, uh, watching a whole lot of shit. Honestly. Uh-oh, a whole lot of shit. Yeah. Why didn't you well, watch good stuff? Well, not shit. I watched, oh. I watched a lot of good stuff. Uh, I also started physical therapy um, a couple weeks ago, and uh, he told me I, I could probably get back to deadlifting and squatting in a couple weeks. So All right, all right. Soon. Soon. That's tight, I'll man. I'll be back to doing the thing I love in the gym. But uh, as for now, though, I have just been, yeah, just been watching a ton of stuff, man. Like, I have a, a insanely long list of things. Tight, man. Yeah. I actually have also acquired a little bit of a list, too. We had time to watch a thing or two before and after our trip. What have you been on? Okay, so, um, uh, Umbrella Academy Season 3 came out. Uh, just finished that last night. I've talked about Umbrella Academy before. Takes some inspiration from Doom Patrol. Also a okay. great show. Uh, both worth a watch. Umbrella Academy season three. I would say the the beginning of the season and the ending of the season are awesome, and the middle is a little murky for some mm. of the characters, but it's still enjoyable. Um, I also though watched a Robert Rodriguez film. In fact, three Robert Rodriguez films. Oh my! Guess which ones? That's right, Spy Kids one through three. Lord have mercy, dude. So I watched those movies a hundred years ago with Brandon because Brandon was always a really big yeah. fan of, of the Spy Kids stuff and yeah, just uh-huh. anything Rodriguez. And I remember thinking like, these are kind of tolerable movies for kids that like grown-ups can watch too. Yeah. And you can definitely tell it's Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they have uh, a lot of really fun elements. I mean, when you look at the list of names of people involved with the the first Spy Kids movie. It's like I mean they got like effects by KMB. They got uh, Danny Elfman music. You got Robert Rodriguez as the director. You got Antonio Banderas and Carly Gugino. Like fucking 
it is it is filled with awesome stuff. And then yeah, yeah. like it is it is kid stuff, but it, it's got that Robert Rodriguez feel to it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I I really do wish that more like good, um, solid like action directors and stuff would do kids movies. Like kids deserve to see movies that are worth watching, right? Yeah, totally, man. And yeah. you know, not drive their parents fucking insane. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I can't. I can imagine if you had a kid who was obsessed with the Spy Kids movies, you'd be like, "Yeah, okay, fine." Uh, right. I also watched a movie called "You Won't Be Alone," which was suggested by Chris Castile on the the Facebook group. It oh, is, Chris, that's a good boy. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It's on Peacock. And um, it's, I would say it's somewhere in between the the witch and Hagazusa. Oh, um, so Hagazusa, you know, uh, I, I I'm a big fan of it, but it is not my fave. A, yeah, not your favorite. It's obviously a meandering movie that doesn't like drive necessarily toward much of a plot. Um, and, and I would say this this has some of that element to it, though it, it is actually telling an overall story that you can keep track of but Mm -hmm. a lot of it is just kind of like watching a person live a life but uh it it also yeah it does verge into the witch territory i i think man like watching it's got it's got new mirror pace it's um it's in moldovian oh the sorrow um, of moldovia The scourge of Carpathia. Yeah, um, <laughs> we got <laughs> to Ghostbusters too sometime, yeah. man. It's, yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it's it's like that language sound. It's a Slavic language, so it sounds like Russian a lot. So I kept getting confused because I kept thinking I knew what they were saying, but subtitles would say something slightly different. Mm. Uh, but it it man, it's very interesting. It basically, it, it has a, a different take on witches, probably one from that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there, you know, we we, we in uh, in in our traditions of witches that we deal with a lot that we do think of them as maybe being able to change into a cat or something like that. But in the, in this tradition, they are they are shapeshifters. Like that's the thing they do. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And the way that they shapeshift and stuff is all really cool. But, man, uh, overall, like, I, I highly recommend it if you like The Witch. If you don't like The Witch, this is going to bore you more than The Witch. Now, those witches that we're speaking of, were they green? <laughs> the, well, one of them does look like... Kind of like the the witches in the witches when they take their their uh, costumes off. Oh, word, kind yeah. of like, yeah. So yeah, okay. it's, it's it's got some good witch shit in there for sure, and some some brutal shit as well. I'm interested. This sounds like it yeah. could be up my alley. Yeah, I, yeah. I I uh, like. I'm hesitating to highly recommend it to you because it might verge into Hagazusa territory for you, right. but I don't think it will. So it, okay. it's on Peacock. Definitely worth watching. Well, and then the thing is, too, man, is like you remember as well as I do. After I watched Hagazusa and I didn't like it, I went on that uh, whole that whole witch burning crusade because I was so yeah, mad at the movie. Yeah, and that was burned a bunch good. of witches. You yeah, did. it wasn't really good. It's weird that you did actually find witches somehow. We're yeah, not talking I, about I practices, practitioners of Wicca. You somehow found real witches. 
Yeah, exactly. I had to go in the woods. I was looking for cauldrons. <laughs> I mean, the pointed hats are really the giveaway. I don't know why they keep wearing those things. Just like it you're trying weird. to advertise. Oh, burn me, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't Those get it. Burn me hats. They were. Yeah, yeah. Might as well <laughs> have spe- a bullseye on it. Speaking of which, is I watched a movie that I know you watched as well, Doctor Strange. Oh, are you talking about a movie about a man well, witch? That's it. Yes, man witch, Doctor Strange. <laughs> that's what they should have called it, like Doctor Strange, man witch. <laughs> yes, exactly. If only they'd known. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched this last night for my Birch Tog. Yeah. I was really excited because I thought it was coming out before we left for a trip, but it came out while we were gone. Yeah. And uh, so whenever we got back, it's just like, man, let's make a make a big old fajita dinner and watch a Marvel movie. That sounds like some basic white boy good stuff, right? Uh-huh. So we did, and we did. And I'll tell you, okay, I can already say I need to watch this again. By okay. the time that we got around to it last night, I was... I mean, I, dude, I, I've been fucking exhausted from this trip. I still like I'm. I still feel like I'm catching up on sleep and all that because uh, it's so hectic the entire time. So I was already kind of tired. I was already several tequilas in. So I think my brain was not running on all, uh, you know, all, all nine cylinders that it has right there. So <laughs> you got a nine-cylinder brain. Got yeah, you. exactly. It's uh-huh. a little unique, you know. Uh-huh. So I feel like I need to watch it again. But I, I did really, really enjoy yeah. a lot of the elements in it. How did you feel about it? I think uh, it's probably my favorite MCU movie. Um, Period? Of all? Yeah, of all. Whoa, yeah. shit. Well, yeah. then I definitely fucking have to watch it again. It's, I mean, it's the closest I think we'll probably get to a horror movie in the MCU unless they let Sam Raimi make another one, which they should, because... Or they do like a full-on Marvel Zombies movie. Yeah, yeah. They did the Marvel Zombies in What If, but it was a much different sort of thing and and uh as i've said before marvel zombies is technically connected to evil dead so like right yeah 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 it would be great if they did let him do that though that would be cool but yeah no i yeah i'm not gonna spoil it because it it just came out last yeah yeah i was gonna say how much do we want to say exactly about what all happens in the movie (laughs) um i i will say uh the horror elements are fucking strong and throughout It it is the darkest of the MCU movies, but it's also still got its, you know, uh, uh, lightness and, and humor and stuff. I And Raimi-isms all over it. Oh, Definitely yeah. a lot of Raimi going on uh-huh. in that movie. And, <laughs> and Raimi found a way to torture his old friend Bruce Campbell. So I that's know, always dude. fun. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like just knowing that it's Raimi, uh, it does sneak in all of the usual Raimi-isms. Yep, it does. Uh, meaning the classic is in the movie. I was really excited uh-huh. to see the classic in there again. Yep. And yeah, Bruce Campbell in there once again, just getting tortured on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fucking funny. I'm so glad how they slipped that in, I thought was really funny. Yeah, and I, I may be just a Raimi fanboy, um, but I, I do think, I, I mean, obviously I could point out some some issues some quibbles or whatever but none of them were big it it it, uh reminded me of the fun of guardians of the galaxy and and thor ragnarok while being yeah ultra super dark at a lot yeah 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 definitely man and dude the the special effects the cgi and everything are yeah unbelievable good god that whole like intro scene with them fighting that demon Uh and stuff yeah it looks so good it's just fucking yeah. ridiculous it looks absolutely bonkers good were we paint uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a line 
Yeah, it is a line. Yeah, so yeah, I don't want to say anything more, but uh, yeah, if you're an MCU fan or a Doctor Strange fan or a Raimi fan, I mean, the problem would be if you haven't followed the MCU up to this point, that it uh, it is like kind of a, a culmination of a lot of different storytelling uh, other yeah. than just being a Raimi movie. But I think You'd you could probably watch it without knowing all that other stuff. Well, I think fuck, so. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. Yeah, if yeah you it'd watched, be a little bit tough. Yeah, if you haven't watched WandaVision, you couldn't at all, I don't think, really. Yeah. But There'd yeah, be a lot of explaining to do, yeah. There would be, yeah. But I, I very much enjoyed it. I also watched another movie at your recommendation. <laughs> and, boy, thank you. Uh, <laughs> M. Not Shyamalan's old. Oh, God damn it, dude. Oh, God damn it, old. I'm telling you, man. It was like our, our Sunday brunch, easy, uh-huh. mindless watch we had the other day. Right, uh-huh. And the entire movie, Kate and I were just looking at each other like, this can't be serious like this can't be the actual dot are these all choices Uh what the fuck is going on dude Uh i mean people had told me that it was bad people had told me up front like yeah it's not a good movie they didn't tell me this entire movie feels like it was written in italian (laughs) they just ran it through a translator app and it's like that's the dialogue i guess maybe even ran that back through italian then back to english again all right what the fuck here I'm gonna I'm gonna put out this argument for old uh, while saying ahead of time I don't like old like it pissed me off it felt like he made a movie to piss me off but I know um it is unique and creative and again feels like Giallo like Malignant dude so, I, I it's so weird you point that out like I yeah. was pointing out the same shit after Kate and I watched it where I was yeah. like. It does kind of have elements that remind me of Malignant. It's nowhere near as like fun and stupid no, as that yeah, is. No, it is frustrating at every turn. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is like, like why? Like, I get, I get um, Malignant making that choice to be kind of like shitty on purpose, considering the subject matter of that movie. What did they think they were enhancing about this story if they were like, and let's make all the all the dialogue feel like it's written by aliens? <laughs> well, that's all. That is an M Night Shyamalan problem, and it is a tra- he, he. It is from like an adaptation of a, of a comic book that's yeah, I believe Swiss or something. So it is a translation, but M Night's dialogue has always been stilted. It's always been a little weird, and sometimes it really shines how weird it is. And this is the shiniest example of how weird his dialogue can get. And, Dude. And the camera work, I found the most insufferable. Inexplicable, like, what the fuck is happening? There, I, I, I had to take a screenshot of it. There's a moment where he, I, he's trying to hide the thing that we all know about the movie, that the beach yeah. makes you old. He's yeah. trying to hide it, so he has a shot where... The backs of two people are at the foreground, but blurry, and he's focused on a midpoint of nothing. And it lasts for like 30 seconds, and it it feels like an accident that made it into the movie, but it was on purpose. (laughs) Why? Like, we all know what this is about. There is no grand reveal shocker. Oh my God, the kids grew up. Like, yeah. What the and, fuck? And that's what all the camera work is about, is about hiding. And, and it's like, even after the reveal, it's still trying to hide it. It's like, they're taught in that shot, the kids are talking about how they've grown. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you're just, 
putting off the reveal of uh, like the visual of it. But we we've already learned about it. it uh, Dude, it's it's so, so it, it's so fucking bad. It's so fucking bad. I can't believe it. Like mm. it's it's the kind of thing where it's so bad that it's made me reevaluate Shyamalan where I'm like <laughs> I think he's just a fucking idiot that happened to get lucky like a time or two. He, okay. uh, even a, a broken clock's right twice a day, right? Right. Okay. So six cents home run. Um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, then you got stuff like the village, which people are more debatable on. Though I think the village does a really good job of. I like it. Slowly revealing something. Um, then uh, yeah, what's the Mel Gibson one? Signs. Signs, Signs yeah. is also uh, well liked by some and hated by others. That one's a hard one for me because it's like, okay, yeah, there's parts in that movie like that are genuinely fucking terrifying. The, yeah, the, yeah. the birthday party tape section is just like, yeah. holy shit, how uh-huh. did you know this would be so scary? And then it gets to the end and it's like, they didn't know water was on this aqueous planet? Yeah. The, like Stupid. Just did not boy, nail the dismount, Just man. so dumb, yeah. Uh, I think Lady in the Water is a fun little thing that kind of plays into his strengths, but it's yeah. also... There was no way that was ever going to be popular because it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. And it's also a commentary on critics and viewers of movies yeah, and yeah, all exactly. that anyway. Oh, Split. Split was fun. I like Split pretty good. Yeah, that's true. I hear Glass that's one that he is great. On. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I didn't love Unbreakable either, honestly. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, people, no. I know a lot of people do love that one, though. I, but I think all of his like recent-ish stuff, I can't really think of much other than Split that anyone has really loved right, right. Like, no uh-uh after earth uh, is abysmal it i've is heard that, so that is unwatchable bad. yeah and didn't he do uh, that did you airbender or whatever yeah he did avatar the last airbender and pissed off every single fan of that show so i heard that was just fucking horrible man but like even as dumb as some of those movies were None of them featured a rapper <laughs> who is seriously not supposed to be funny Named Mid-Sized Sedan. Yeah. Like, if 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 it had been Laurel Howery playing a rapper named Mid-Sized Sedan, and he's like a funny guy, it would be like, oh, I get it. Like, he's yeah. like playing on the idea that rappers are supposed to talk about how much money they got, and he's just talking about having a family vehicle, you know? Like, that's Something a funny sensible. joke. That's funny. But no, the character is just a serious rapper. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, so it's like, wait, but what? What? <laughs> like that? No, that that would be like Eminem calling himself Rapidy Skittles. Like, <laughs> it, it's th- it, he's not trying. He's trying to be serious. He's not trying to be a joke. So yeah, yeah. And is there something about? Uh, and this is just opening a whole can of worms. Is there something about the writing of that character that just reeks of? casual racism to you like does m night Shyamalan not know any other way to write a black character other than yeah i i th- yeah i think i think there's something there of just like yeah not not being able to conceptualize the, the character of a black man right yeah. yeah yeah it's it's the the actual story itself is just a bunch of people flailing for a long time until one of them remembers a little kid gave him a note like, <laughs> what? what? I mean, also, too, you know, for being essentially, what, how old were they? Six years old or whatever? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, he was six, she was 11, I think, yeah. 
adept swimmers, man. They really, really know how to handle the situation, even though they are six-year-olds. Yeah, it's insane. Um, It doesn't make much sense. But I think it does need to be viewed. It is one of those movies that, like, you really need to see it to believe it. I know, dude. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing where I'm like, it's not one of those movies that's like so fucking bad that it infuriated me and I never want to even look at it again. Like, I would totally sit down with friends and just watch this and be like, hey, are we on drugs or is it just this movie? (laughs) Exactly. It's so bad. It's unbelievable, man. That's one that we got to do on the show one day and just rip the fuck apart. Absolutely. I can't believe we haven't done... Another M. Night movie. We've only done Six Sense. Six Sense. Yeah. I guess yeah. so. Damn. Yeah. But All yeah, right. old we rip fucking up, Jesus. Um, then also, we've had uh, two Screaming Chats and two Ice Cream Sundays, and we had a Joag watch along. Good God. All in the past two weeks. Uh, we watched The Stepfather. Um, I almost watched that the other night, man. Like I was, I was up the other night, and I was like, "Man, I got time to get a movie in here." And I was kind of thinking about watching an oral film. So I was like, yeah. "Man, people have been telling me to watch The Stepfather." I was kind of like, "Do I just wait for the show to do this one?" I ended up putting on um, Akira, the anime. You oh, know? okay, yeah. And uh, you made a better choice. You, oh well. Yeah, yeah. You I, I didn't finish it though. I, I just started it, and I was like, I need to be paying attention to this rather than like restraining right. a guitar or whatever. So <laughs> I need to, uh, I need to put that one on again sometime. So how's the yeah. stepfather? Is it good? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you know people might have some nostalgia for it because they watched it and nobody else really did, and they were like, but it was, it's got some weird stuff. Uh, but it's just kind of a boring movie a lot of the time. Um. They also played a movie called The Freak Maker, and I'll tell you this: I don't remember a single moment of The Freak Maker. <laughs> but I watched. I'm too it. drunk to remember this movie. Yeah. Uh, then the next week, uh, which is last Friday, the showed Head of the Family, which is a. a do you know Full Moon Pictures? Mm. That they, you know what the thing is like. I don't know them well at all. I know that they're they exist and the movies are weird um so i just hadn't seen many this is i think maybe one of my first head of the family um and boy huh it was something what's it about it it was something uh okay uh it's about a head of the family (laughs) it's like a a, a real big head that kind of can he he can control his family members and it's just a big head. Just a big head. Mm-hmm. Huh, like MODOK like looking NBA head. NBA Jam. Yeah, yeah, big head mode. <laughs> okay, all right. What if, what if big head mode did give you the ability to control another player? <laughs> 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 that would be cool. But, uh, yeah, head of the family. It was weird, but a, um, uh, a lot of boobs. If, okay, all so right. That, that's fun. Uh, and then a movie called Habit, which was a Larry Fessenden uh, movie 90s indie vampire movie interesting that sounds like a fake name real quick man Larry the sidebar <laughs> that's totally a fake name right where you yeah. like check it into a hotel and they're like oh we need a name for this you're like Larry Fessenden <laughs> <laughs> totally a fake name yeah, man. that's not a real for name for sure uh, it yeah, I mean, it, it definitely had its moments. Um, that I that I really enjoyed. It it took too long to get to the vampire in. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it it um it 
it was interesting. It was a it, it was one of those like Gen X horror movies where it's like you know how the the whole early Gen X indie uh, movement was a whole lot of like our discussions are the most interesting discussions ever had by people, and so <laughs> Garden State <laughs> we should have like a fifteen minute just conversation. Um, this so is it, probably not for me. This is making me think of yeah. a ton of other movies that fit that description, and I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's 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 maybe maybe not for everyone, but I, I I thought it had its its merits for sure. It was interesting. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, I like Larry Fessenden though. I, he's 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 made a lot of cool stuff. One of these days, we'll learn his real goddamn name. <laughs> yeah, he'll stop hiding. Uh, we also watched uh, on Ice Cream Sunday. We watched uh, a British anthology called scream time which um the opening bit to the anthology like the wraparound bit is so like minimal and it's also for some reason in america but Mm. it's so minimal that like it's hard like if you're not paying the fullest attention to the movie which we're not never doing on a screaming chat slash ice cream sunday it's real easy to not understand even that it's an anthology (laughs) Because mm. oh, it just wow. kind of blends into each other. Uh, the opening bit is a is a, a killer puppet type of thing, and I'm never uh, never big on those because it's like it's a fucking puppet. Uh, yeah, bunt it. the The middle one had a haunting type of thing going on that I think if I rewatched it, I might I might like. Um, but overall, it was just kind of like eh. Um, then we also watched a movie called Grave Misdemeanors, aka Nightlife. Nightlife. Ooh, I love that nightlife. I like to boogie, you know where? (laughs) On the disco round. Is that right? Okay. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, This was a 15 minute, a good 15 minute short that is Mm. 90 minutes long for some reason. Ooh, ooh, that's too much. That's a whole lot more than 15. The math does not check out there. No, the, the zombies don't appear until like, uh, thirty-eight minutes. I think it was into the movie. That's too long, man. It's it's zombie time. Actually, no. That. The the dead bodies that would become the zombies appear thirty-eight minutes in. They don't even become zombies until like an hour in. So that's way too much. Yeah, it's way too fucking much. Yeah, uh, I don't recommend that. One. And then also on the Joe Ag watch along this Saturday, we just watched uh, Cabin in the Woods. Fucking oh, yeah. ten, the best, so good. Yeah, and Cube, not a 10. Okay, I'm trying to remember if I have seen... You know what? I don't think I've seen Cube. I think I'm thinking of Primer. Is the one that's all like weird quantum kind of yeah, shit yeah, yeah. going on? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's not Cube. You said Cube earlier, and I was like, maybe I've seen that one, but no, I don't think I have. What is that one? Cube, um... Well, uh, Cube has a similar kind of bent to Cabin in the Woods, where you kind of find out it's a, it's like a government, what you call it, or whatever. But that's not like mm-hmm. the big reveal. Um, it, it's, it, it's kind of just like a bureaucratic, wasteful way of killing people for no reason. <laughs> that sounds fun when you put it that way. Yeah, it's got a cool premise. I think it's just like. Um, and and it's like you know it's like a bo- a bottle movie where everybody's stuck in in a room together etc like but they keep getting into different rooms that are all the same room basically but it hmm. it's I I think it loses something in the characters and dialogue like the characters just aren't 
great and the dialogue's not awesome. Um, but you know what tends to uplift a movie? Good characters and dialogue. Yeah, yeah. So tends to help. When you have a pretty interesting idea like that, um, and, and you just can't execute it fully well, it kind of sucks. But word, it wasn't terrible. Anyway, that's that's it. I've, those are the things I want a watch list, man. Yeah, Quite a watch I know. List. What about you? I'm gonna watch myself. Ooh, listen to this here. Crack open Crack. a co beer right here. I'll tell you Ooh. what, man. You know, as I said, last night was my birthday. Uh-huh. I did have my, my fair share of tequila last oh, night. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Woke up feeling just a little burnt out today. Not like full-blown hangover. I'm going to say it was about 15% there. I think a little hair of the dog might do me a little bit of good to, to perk Probably up. so. And get yeah. all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed here. So I'm going to have myself an Elysian Space Dust Ipa. I enjoy this beer verily, man. The fact that it's so fucking good and it is potent and you can yeah. get it at a gas station. Come yeah, on. It's widely available. Just everywhere that space dust. Eight point two percent. God damn. <laughs> that's plenty right there, man. Yeah, you could do a whole lot worse at a gas station. Yeah, you sure could. So yeah, I think this I is leaps and bounds better than their other beers, by the way. I've had other Elysian ones and they were okay, but I think this one's exceptional. Yeah, I would agree with that. I haven't had one in a while though. Uh What's mm, it taste like to you? Tell you what, that is still good. It really, at its core, reminds me a little bit of like a less malty version of like a dogfish head, like sixty oh, okay. or ninety. Like yeah. those dogfish mm-hmm. head ones have just like this really strong malty presence to yes, them. They that do. I think it's yeah. it's really unique and it's just kind of their thing. But it's like if you strip that away, you'd end up with something kind of similar to what you have right here. Yeah. Okay. That's well, a tasty we motherfucker, man. Dude. Okay, so I've had time to watch a couple two tree things before and after our trip, man. Uh, we watched Rushmore the other day. Oh wow. Okay, I haven't seen that in a while. It's been a real long time since I watched them. Just a little tiny old baby Jason Schwartzman up in there. He's teeny tiny. He's just a little baby boy. Yeah. He's just a little baby man. He's more like Jason Jason uh, Schwartz boy. Am I right? Oh, 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 oh. Huh? Oh, you. <laughs> It's pretty good. I'm not going to say that it's like incredible. I actually kind of remember liking it better, but I think it was like the first Wes Anderson movie that I saw. So I was like, oh, this is such like a unique perspective, right? Uh, unique film filmmaking and all that. And then I watched all of his other movies, which are like a million percent yeah. more mm-hmm. Wes Anderson-y. So you yeah. go back and you watch this and you're like, there's elements here where I can tell that it's him. Yeah. But it's just a little baby version of him, man. It's like everything well, is so toned down compared to what it would become. I, but I, I do remember having the first-hand experience of watching Bottle Rocket on VHS and going to see Rushmore in the theater. Oh, word. Because of seeing Bottle Rocket and it's you, like the uniqueness of it. Um, hmm. And then seeing Rushmore and, the, again, the uniqueness of it was, was something that I really enjoyed. I mean, yeah, we look back on it now, and and of course he's become something completely different. Like, well, not completely different, but he's he's evolved more into uh, Wes Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. But he's in, in his final time, form now. Yeah, he is. In that time, though, those movies were were super important to me um, because they, I've talked about it before, like watching Kevin Smith's Clerks and like yeah. uh, Reservoir Dogs and stuff like that and seeing other, you know, indie stuff was what made me realize like, oh, right, people make movies. Like yeah, individuals dude. make movies. You can put a unique stamp on it if you like. Yeah, yeah. So 
yeah, Wes Anderson was was one of those, and and Rushmore, one of those movies that I went and saw in theaters and was super excited to see. And when I saw it, it was just like, oh, this is so like, it it's just that like weird type of humor he has that really kind of dry and and very specific humor he has that that I really just enjoyed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. an enjoyable flick. I had a good time yep. with it. Not as good of a time as I had watching. In the mouth of motherfucking madness. Oh, God fuck yes. damn it, dude. I what swear, man. It had been a good long while since I watched it. Probably since we did it on the podcast, which is to say oh, probably wow. like four years ago. Yeah. Damn. And I think for some reason in my head, it's not one of those ones that I put on all the time because I'm like, God, like the implications of this movie, yeah. all the ethical stuff, all the uh-huh. uh, religious overtones. I'm like, right. this is too heavy to be an everyday driver. But, dude, you put it on, and for one, it's so much fucking funnier than I remembered. It's so funny. Sorry about God the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some legit hysterical stuff in it, man. Yeah. God, Sam Neill is just a, a, a treasure. Oh, I think amazing. he's so, so underrated, man. Yeah. I yeah. do hear that new Jurassic Park is a pile of shit, though. I can't imagine how it wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still probably going to go see it, but uh, ugh. Well, that's a thing I thought about the other day. Spielberg somehow uh, came along and ruined the concept of a shark movie or a dinosaur movie by just nailing it the one time. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, if he had made an okay shark movie and an okay dinosaur movie that then someone came along and improved later, it would have been like, oh, cool, we got these two fun movies to watch. No, he fucking nailed it the first time and then salted the goddamn ground so that everybody who comes after it's like, well, it's not Jaws. (laughs) All right. I mean, okay. I I agree, except that I'm going to ask you, have you ever seen Velocipaster? Well, that was exactly why I was thinking about it, Ben, because watching this movie, it was like, yeah, that's the only way to get around uh, Spielberg coming along and nailing it is to make a ridiculous version. That's the only way. Like, because think about Sharknado. Sharknado is probably like it's not the second best shark movie, but it's probably one of the like more famous other shark movies because it's insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It makes you no have to sense. just go the other way entirely. Yeah, because you're yeah. right. It's like you're not gonna match. You're no. not gonna match that level, man. No, <laughs> this is not gonna happen. Yeah, um, we also watched Jurassic Park this week. That's one of those ones that oh, we, yeah. we we got in on Sunday from our trip. And dude, our flight, our, our pickup for our flight was at five a.m. Oh. Um, I think I maybe slept like two hours. Kate, I think, got 20 minutes of sleep. She was up for almost 24 hours, which I don't even comprehend how she did that. Yuck. Uh, So we just got home, and it's just like, let's just fucking order Indian takeout delivery and just put on Jurassic Park, fall asleep on the couch, that kind of thing. So that was just an easy watch um, that day. Also, that day that we did all that stuff, we watched another movie. And, dude, it it was kind of a wild one. It was sort of before the MCU started really taking off and becoming like a huge, you know, globe-dominating thing as it is. Uh Uh-huh. I don't even know if it was advertised as being in the Marvel Universe, but it's this crazy movie that features... um, It's got Elektra. It has (laughs) The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. It has Claw. Uh Uh-huh. And it also features like all this weird like time travel stuff going on. Okay, yeah, wow, that sounds like a fun MCU movie. It's pretty crazy. Uh, they call it 13 Going on 30. Have you seen this? 
pretty wild, man. I think it flew under the radar for a lot it of people. Sounds like it's pretty wild. Thirteen going on thirty. You say it's got Electra, the Incredible Hulk, and it's got it's got Claw. So it I'm does. assuming like Electra is working with Claw because she's uh, she's a baddie, and, and Hulk gotta clean it up somehow, right? I think it's kind of like an origin story. It's sort of like a you know a, a prologue to the entire MCU <laughs> oh, because okay. nobody's yeah. nobody's like using the powers. Nobody oh, has a costume, weird. but it is still all them. Uh-huh. And you know, again, like the, the time travel elements really kind of set up what's going to happen in Endgame. Right? Yeah, so it's totally okay. full circle. Wow. All right. That's interesting. Yeah, dude. We put <laughs> it on because we kind of figured it would just be like mindless stupid digestible stuff like putting on like mean girls or something where it's just like yeah this right. is just fun i can watch uh-huh. this mm-hmm. um for one it's really bad <laughs> yes it is it's, it's really bad, bad. Uh-huh. it's also like very very degrading and insulting to like uh women girls gay men yeah like it really covers incredible pretty much everybody hulks yeah ninjas yeah. you mm-hmm. know claws pretty much claws, everybody everybody it's so bizarre seeing Andy Serkis in this because it is the year after Return of the King came out, and he's in this playing <laughs> a a gay uh, head of a magazine or something, I think. And it's just yeah, it's I fucking mean, terrible. There is that like that had to have been a worry for him, where like if if you're associated with a role that isn't you, like people think of you as Smeagol. Yeah, like. Yeah, it's got to be like I just want to take anything to get myself on camera, so people mm-hmm. see like this is oh that's Andy Circus, okay, yeah. And then maybe I could do something else in the future, and they'll be like, I remember him from Thirteen Going on Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was just like he probably told his agent like, give me any roles that don't involve eating a whole fish. You know? <laughs> do you think that whenever Andy Circus goes to hibachi restaurants, the oh, chef shit. like flings a whole fish at him? <laughs> Just raw He's like a trip for you, if, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just tosses it right at him. Yeah, here you go. I bet he feels really awkward at sushi bars too. Oh, like the, for the sure. waiter's like, "Would you like that cooked, or would you like it uh, uh, raw and wiggling, baby?" Uh, <laughs> that waiter would think he's so funny, right? Oh, like, dude, man. Uh, Can you imagine any time? He has to eat French fries in front of somebody. <laughs> no, I can't. You know, no. those taters. Yeah, it's got to be hard for him. Honestly, it's got to be. It has got to be. Poor guy. Poor guy. So, have you seen Thirteen Going on Thirty? Do you know what it's about? Yes, I have seen it. Uh-huh. Okay, here's the thing about this fucking movie. Okay, starts off in 1987. Right. Um, little girls getting picked on by the cool kids. Wants to be a grown up. She wants to be uh, in her dirty thirties, right? <laughs> Every thirteen year old girl's dream. Yeah, is I want to get 30. up in them dirty thirties. Yeah, you know? yeah, specifically uh-huh. thirty. Um, so she makes a wish, and she basically time travels because she wakes up as her life would be when she is thirty. It's not like she's thirty in nineteen eighty seven. It's suddenly right. two thousand and four, where she is thirty years old or whatever. Uh huh. And then at the end of the movie, she gets to make her wish go backwards, and she goes right back to where she was in 1987. But she remembers what happened, right? Yes. Like, she remembers the events of 2004 and when she got transformed into an adult and all that jazz. Right. 
So she uses that to her advantage to get the guy she should have been with all along, yada, yada, right? Uh-huh. But I couldn't help but think about this. Do you think she did anything to try to stop 9-11 from happening? <laughs> That's all I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, is, this is going to 9-11, right? Yeah. Like, That's on me. her. Yeah. That is on her. <laughs> she could have done something, dude. <laughs> like She went back in time and she was like, okay, step one. Okay, first priority, I got to get a man. <laughs> Where on her to-do list was prevent 9-11? <laughs> you know Mark Wahlberg was watching this movie just fucking steaming. Oh, yeah, like, dude. You want to know what I would have done? You want to know what I would have done? <laughs> I'd have stopped 9-11, man. I'm Marky Mark. That's my Marky Mark impression, by the way. It's the trees. Back Marky Mark. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was Shyamalan again. I always yeah. heard that was a fucking piece of shit movie, too. It is a piece of shit movie. Is it worse it than is. old? It is. No, no. I mean, the old thing is, is his that, worst. Then, I mean, at the root of of wait, which one is that? Fuck, the happening. The happening. At the root yeah. of the happening, like the primary question in everybody's mind is, why'd you get Marky Mark to play a science guy? I know, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like what? He's good at playing big dick idiots, right? And and then hating that he did that role. The one great role he's done, <laughs> yeah. he thinks that he shouldn't have done. Come on. <laughs> Dude, 13 Going on 30 is is just a big piece of shit movie. Like, I know that yeah. it's kind of, like, beloved by a lot of people, like, well, unironically. I think, I think it's, it's just one of those where, like, you know, you watch it as a kid, and, like, it's silly and fun or whatever, and you don't think about any of the implications. Like, none of it is, is going to, like, really sink in. But then as an adult, you think about it, and you're like, wait, what? What? Hang on, though. The Twin Towers, okay? <laughs> you could have saved one at least, right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> do you think she tried to do anything about the Branch Davidians? Like, a damn thing? Uh, you know what? Listen, from 87 on, she could have stopped so many atrocities instead. Did she try to get Biggie uh, from not being shot? Did she even lift a finger? She should have saved Tupac and Biggie. In now, fact, she, uh, should okay. have, she should have united the East Coast and West Coast. I understand she was a 13-year-old in 87. <laughs> what would have been amazing and would have made the movie like, oh, my God, this is actually fantastic, is like whenever it flashes forward and she's 30 and she's marrying the man of her dreams, they're having a wedding on top of the Twin Towers and it's being officiated by Biggie and Tupac. I would love that. 13 going on 30 would be a classic if that was the case. Yeah, that exactly. Be, like nobody, everybody would talk about it constantly. Like, remember in that movie, <laughs> yeah, when that thirteen-year-old saved Biggie and Tupac and the Twin Towers, <laughs> and then also just on a hunch, she also uh, on the way out shoves Mitch McConnell into a train. Yeah, just whoop. There I we go. I think this will help. Boom. <laughs> Couldn't hurt anyway. Yeah. Then it would be my favorite movie ever. I'd be like, yeah. okay, so she got the man of her dreams and solved all the problems. Fuck Thanks. yeah, this movie gets it, dude. <laughs> movie slaps. I like that our three representations of solving all the problems. One, <laughs> yeah. stopping, stopping 9-11. Two, saving Tupac. Three, saving Biggie. <laughs> there yeah, we go. Four, Mitch McConnell fixed. is dead. <laughs> well, yeah, Mitch McConnell's dead too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. What yeah, else do you need great. in life, you know? <laughs> 
So yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been crazy, and we got a big old week coming up here and stuff too. I've got to start getting through all this footage. Yeah, still got all my usual business to attend to. So it's been hectic, but it's just gonna keep on being hectic. So you know what I'm gonna do? Keep on whipping damn ass. That's what I'm. That's the best do. way to do it. Yeah. What are you yeah. gonna do? Just let an ass be? No, I'm gonna whip Ooh, it. No, sir. Yeah, you're just gonna walk by ass. and just Take see this. that open ass just being. <laughs> you ain't gonna do anything. Waiting for a whipping. Just waiting, waiting for a whipping. Well, that's why it's open. We haven't even gotten to the preview palace. We're like an hour into this. This is the best. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, dude, like Velocipaster, we don't have much to say about this movie. It it's is a, a Yeah, it's seventy minutes. It's a horror comedy. Like we're just gonna be sitting here talking about our favorite parts about it anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's fucking good. Um anyway, so how about we get to the preview palace here, Steve? <laughs> Welcome to the Preview Palace. <laughs> Boom! So this is a movie called Veloci Pastore. Uh-huh. That's which it. features a, a, a dinosaur-man hybrid just doing a dang old gerb, doesn't it? He's doing yeah. some work. He's pastoring. He's pastoring. He's vela- velociraptoring. That's right. He's Multitasking. <laughs> kind of got me thinking about, like, man, what other dinosaur-man-slash-job Team ups? Would I watch? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah, I or love I'll turn that's you the into a pile of bones. <laughs> I watched Psycho Goreman the other night too. I forgot to mention that. Fuck, still a ten, yeah, dude. And I feel like too, like it's relevant to bring that up because I feel like if you like Psycho Goreman, you will also really like this fucking movie. By the way, yeah, I, I mean we'll get to that. But I, like, who might not like this movie? We'll talk to about that. Squares. In the movie. Squares for sure. I could see Fucking some squares. people not liking this movie, but anyway. Yep, yep, yep. So it got me thinking about some other dinosaur man job combinations that I would watch, and I think it's about time we give these buses a rundown of some potential franchises. These are all trademarked, dead and lovely. Okay? Yeah, already. Yeah, we mailed them to ourselves. I'll give you an example of one that came to mind. So you know, right now everybody in the world. Is all about this Top Gun. There's this new uh-huh. Top Gun. Mm-hmm. We had this uh, this Top Gun in a hibernation for damn forty years. They're like, it can't be done again. There can be only one Top Come, and Top Gun. then <laughs> and then they came out with a new one, and everybody's like, oh my god, this is so much better than I ever thought it would be. I'll tell you what would make it even better than I ever thought it could be is if the 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 top flying shooting uh, jet fighter man was a triceratop i'm talking about triceratop gun <laughs> tell me that wouldn't be better <laughs> triceratop i like i can just see it in my mind a triceratops just flying a jet yeah badass dude like tell me it wouldn't be fucking cool it's got to have like this customized helmet his horns are sticking out uh-huh uh, yeah, the, bu- the bubble it. thing on top of the plane. It's what? it's got to be modified to keep them in there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do we think his call sign is? Like, what do they call him out there? Like, like, oh. uh, hmm, like three um, three horn. Uh, that's uh, pretty cool. Oh, let's call him Horny Boy. Horny Boy. There we go. That's right. You got Horny Boy on your six. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of movie is this? This might be going somewhere you got else. Entirely. Horny Boy on your six. Yeah. 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 Who hadn't okay. been there, you know? So, all right. You you mentioned Top Gun. I got to take tangent already. One, Top Gun comes back out. We need a new Hot Shots, right? Oh, fuck me. I had not even thought about that. Got to have a new yeah, Hot Shots. Yeah. Obviously, we do. got to happen. 
I mean, dude, that's that's like a genre of movies that I I think the newest iteration of that has got to be like you know the scary movie franchise and stuff, uh, just kind of the spoof of popular movies. But man, that shit does not do it anywhere near as good as Hot yeah. Shots, man. Nowhere Our Hot Shots, near. yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. Uh, two, two <laughs> regarding Top Gun. Do you think now, <laughs> since they forty years later made a sequel, will make? Uh, another sequel called Top Gun Kills. <laughs> oh man! Wow, <laughs> Goose dies tonight. I like it. I'm so on board for it. Yes, Gun. yes. Triceratops Top Gun. Yeah. Um, let me just tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stretch, man. This whole preview palace is yeah. a stretch. <laughs> Not like our others. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what happens when you do like. 270-something episodes of the podcast. (laughs) it is. You're going to get some stretches, y'all. Maybe you've heard of them. And maybe, maybe, you know, you don't want to hear of them. But Uh there's a guy out there He's going to make you an offer you can't refuse. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. He's Iguanodon. Okay, so this is an Iguanodon who is also like the Don of a mafia family. Yeah, yeah. He's a mafia dinosaur. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's from the old country. Yeah, he's a really old country. The really old country. I like yeah. that. I think that's got some appeal to it, man. I can see it now. He's in a big. He's in a suit. You know, he's got some uh, some Campari or something around him. There's maybe a a cannoli. Maybe, yeah. You come to me on the day that my daughter's eggs are fertilized. <laughs> I like it. I think there's potential here, personally. Want a dot? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you got next? Bam? Okay, dude. I think that we need some movies that portray blue collar jobs. Your everyday blue collar American workers doing what they do, but uh-huh. represented by dinosaurs. Okay. 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 I think we have a movie about someone who is. Uh, uh, an immigrant making their way to the states. They've migrated here from Pangea. Oh man, <laughs> that is a long ways to go. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah, it is. And they're just trying to make an honest living as a farmer. They're working off of the soil, <laughs> working off the land. They're farming and stuff. Um, and also, they are a, a huge winged dinosaur. Oh, okay, right. So I think we need a movie about this called Pterodactyler. Okay, he's tilling the soil. He's a pterodactyl. He's a okay? pterodactyl. Wearing overalls. Uh-huh. And he's, yeah, he's, he's working the soil and stuff. He's, he's got to dig soil. up that garden. It's, it's, it's getting late. It's getting dusk. He just looks off, sees the sun going down, pulls out his, his handkerchief, wipes uh-huh. his, his, his pterodactyl head, uh-huh. screeches, and then, you know, ah. goes back into the house, I guess. Exactly, man. But, you know, he's up against, like, racism. He's up against people who are like... <laughs> of course he is. You ain't a real a American. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, ah, like, I'm as real of an American as you are. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah, man. Blue-collar dino work. I'd watch that. I'd watch... If, if that's what we're pitching, or if these are supposed to be movies, I'd watch that. Yeah, I'm imagining it's kind of like uh, Minari. It's kind of like the Minari yeah. movie, only okay. as a pterodactyl. I mean, Pterodact- if we're talking, oh, excuse me, pterodactyler. Pterodactyler, yeah. If we're yeah, talking blue collar, I got just the guy for you. Okay. Let's just say, I mean, you just bought a house. 
and you got a backyard and you got this door to the backyard, but it's just like a few stone steps down to your yard. And you're like, oh, I'd like to be able to just sit out here and enjoy the view and maybe just have a cup of coffee or something. Do a barbecue out there. I need a, I need a patio. I need, I need a deck. You need to call the guys over at Tyrannosaurus Decks. Tyrannosaurus Decks, dude. Yep. Yep. So they have four T-Rexes come over and build a deck for you. I think that's tight, man. I think that that's tight. They are they are working their hardest. They're making an honest living. Oh, man. You got to send four because, like, one can hold a nail uh, to nail it, but he can't see. So you got to have a second one to, like, be like, okay, you're going to. Yeah, that's where the nail is. So just go ahead and hit there. I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, man, really, you know, flinging that hammer around with those little short arms, like it's that's gonna, gonna be tough. It's gonna be a problem. It it's is. gonna be it's a little definitely. bit of an issue, man. Yeah, it's definitely probably gonna, gonna be some pretty pretty shoddy craftsmanship there. Like even imagine them trying to use like a, a little measuring tape and stuff. <laughs> that alone is gonna be a group effort, you know. <laughs> they have to do it like a foot at a time. It's as far Aww. as. They can. <laughs> Bless their hearts. That's I'm adorable. imagining them doing stuff like they keep destroying their own work because they just turn around and their huge long tail <laughs> just wipes everything out. <laughs> Got to start over again, Frank. Boom. <laughs> just another day yeah. at Tyrannosaurus decks. I, I think what ends up happening too is like, you know, they're they're doing uh, a deck at this property, and the lady of the house falls in love with one of right. the Tyrannosaurus workers. Uh huh. And it's kind of this love triangle kind of situation, you know? Right. Gonna have a little Tyrannosaurus sex, you're saying? Ooh, Tyrannosaurus <laughs> sex? Why didn't we start there? Holy shit, it was right there, dude. Okay, but that, that leads into my next one, man. Okay. Because, as we all know, as Grayson Hester once taught us, if you can think it, you can kink it. <laughs> it's true. I think the world of underwater, submerged, uh, uh, dinosaur pornography right it needs a kick in the pants we need to bring it back we need to bring it back into the mainstream hence Uh my concept for megalodong (laughs) okay yeah just a giant prehistoric shark with just a a a rod of steel man a rod of steel the dick on that shark yuck yeah megalodong (laughs) i mean listen it, it is a niche, a niche in the market that it, the needs are not being met, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Look up, look up a, a large dicked uh, dinosaur shark. Uh, you're not gonna find one on the I internet. I mean, at least type that into Dolly Mini and see what the the AI generates. <laughs> yes, for that. please. And I will please probably do that after the podcast. Show us frankly. the results. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be doing that anyway. But I want to see what comes up for you, man. And you know what? You can have like the theme to it. Like the musical score is like bound chicka wow. Bound chicka wow. Bound chicka wow chicka wow chicka wow chicka wow chicka wow chicka wow chicka wow. You know? It's good. It's good. It sells itself. Megalodong. Megalodong. Yeah, sign up today for Megalodong. Hey, you know what though? Maybe you're not one of these blue collar dinosaurs. Maybe you're not a a, a big dicked, uh, a prehistoric uh, beast. Maybe, maybe you're just you. You know what? You're you're just a uh, you're quick on a keyboard. Top tip, and you you want to get involved in the law. Maybe you're a court steganographer. <laughs> 
That's right. This a is a stegosaurus. stegosaurus. Uh-huh. A who stegosaurus. is a stenographer. Who's a stenographer. In court. In court. Okay, let human me ask you. Court. I was going to say, yeah, is this dino court? No, Or is this like court. regular people court and they yeah. choose to have a stegosaurus stenographer? Yeah. Ten feet away from the judge, a stegosaurus is sitting at a stenographer's desk. Wow. And keeping notes. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I think he's working hard for the law, man. It is. I, I imagine it has glasses for sure. Oh, yeah. Certainly Definitely so. wearing a tie. And you know what? Maybe because they, they estimated that they had like two brains. They had like a brain in their tail. Right. Which had a little spiky bits on it. Uh-huh. Maybe it's like also working back there too it's like making two sets of notes or maybe even doing the police sketch i don't know maybe yeah with the tail could Uh be man it's a hard working dino (laughs) they they take a break for lunch they take that recess like they do he just goes out and eats the entire yard of the courthouse (laughs) because they're herbivores maybe 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 i hope they keep a patch of grass for the court steganographer for sure man yeah Wow. Maybe there's a tender greens across the street. Could be that. Yeah. Could be that. <laughs> Stegonographer. Uh-huh. This is where our show is now. Yeah, it's it's well about steganographer. I think we could go lower. <laughs> we could probably, you know what? Yeah. This is actually not our worst work. Nope. <laughs> okay. Now here's the thing, man. Anybody that listens to the show knows that we have a long standing fondness. For the L-O-T-R, the Lord of A-Ring uh-huh. trilogy, yeah, yeah. right? All right. Now, here's the thing, though. So, it's fucking awesome, obviously. We've done all three of them. Our last one was five hours long. Yes, it was. That was, it was. That's a day. That's a day of podcasting right there. It is. But I just can't help but imagine, man. Like, there's a, a few little tweaks and updates you could do. You could make some of those special effects maybe look a little bit better. You could definitely represent... Uh, women more mm-hmm. in the trilogy, I think. Sure. But also, have we even talked about how little dinosaurs are represented? Are you kidding me? They're barely there. I feel there. like there's zero dinosaurs. I don't think there's really any dinosaurs in no. there at all that no. I can think of. Peter Jackson's got some explaining to do, man. He which does. is why he needs to release an update where one of the most important characters of the entire trilogy is replaced by an Allosaur. I'm okay. talking about, you give us Allosauron, okay? <laughs> All right, Allosauron. I'm just imagining instead of the eye at the top of the tower, it's an Allosaurus. Yeah, just a big flaming Allosaur yeah. right up at the top. <laughs> I think it'd yeah. be better. It'd be really I, cool. Who would be upset by it? Nobody. Right. Because seriously, like a big old eye, what are you going to do, man? Like, How scary is that, dude? Do you know how easily uh, Larry, Moe, and Curly would have dispatched of Sauron? <laughs> it would have been no time. Just, it's what? done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no contest at all. But if that eye was an Allosaur instead, come on, man. Way scarier. Way yeah, more no, intimidating. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, Ben, you know, just I uh, thinking about movies and, and dinosaur representation in movies, I feel like the movie Juno, pretty, pretty relevant these days, right? You know? Yep, yep, yep. Um, There's... There's just a there's not a dinosaur in there though, and I I feel like we'd really be served if uh, they had instead cast Trimichael Ceratops 
Oh my God, man! To try Michael Sarah tops? Are you kidding me? He suddenly found himself uh, in the position of becoming a father. He's not ready. Uh, you think these three horns can pay the bills? He might say awkwardly. Yeah, yeah. He's like a really awkward ceratops, though. I have to say that this one, this one was Ben's, but I was worried he wasn't going to use it because it is. I, I it's did forget genius. about it. It is. Genius. I did forget about that. <laughs> try one. Michael Ceratops. It's good, man. It's good. <laughs> He's relatable. He's an everyman. You know, he is, he's yeah. not exactly the coolest guy on the block. Yeah. I listen. I could see uh, Triceratops in Arrested Development playing George Michael. There you go. Uh, you know, just just being awkward and having a crush on his on his cousin. Yeah, Triceratops. Exactly. I think he'd be like, oh, uh, hey, have you guys uh, maybe eaten any big leaves today? I know <laughs> that I have. Uh, uh. <laughs> Pretty good, Michael Sarah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> working with what I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I got one more I want right, to talk about right here. Because, again, you know, a velociraptor and a pastor combined, it's like, okay, this is a job you do. How do you do it as a dinosaur, right? Uh-huh. I think we haven't had enough representation of the, the field of orthodontists in movies. I mean, come on. Who hasn't had a trip to the orthodontist, right? We relate to them. We know them. They help us. We help them. Right. It's a very common thing for us to encounter in our lives. I think we need to see it on the screen a little bit more. But as a diplodon, which is why I think we need <laughs> diplorthodontist in a movie. Diplorthodontist. Dip- it rolls off the tongue, dude. Diplorthodontist. Yeah. It just okay. makes sense. Have you ever seen one of those? Uh, no, no, I don't okay. think I have. But I would, I would go. I mean, I'm not going to discriminate. If mm, no. they say, no. "Oh, by the way, your orthodontist is a dinosaur," <laughs> you mean, like, "Oh, he's like been in the practice for a long time. He's very old." Oh no, 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 no. I, I mean, like he's from he's from the Jurassic period. He's a carnivorous dinosaur. Yes, yeah, but he will not eat you. Probably. But like his patients are like. This is what it's about. It's again. It's also about discrimination because people are like, "I don't want you putting me under. I don't want you putting me to sleep. You're gonna eat me, dinosaur, <laughs> diplorthodontist. I know your type." And he's got to overcome barriers in the roar, workplace. Roar, roar. That's yeah. I'm trying to explain. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, this is solid gold content. This yeah, is easy you're fruit welcome. for the picking. You're welcome. And again, these are all trademark dead and lovely, so yeah, you can't sure. steal these ideas. Yeah, okay? I, and I, I know that several people are out there like, no, oh, I want to steal it. Oh, mm-hmm. I want that court steganographer. <laughs> steganographer. <laughs> what the fuck? That, that one's going to stick with me for a while because that's yeah. fucking good. Really fucking good. <laughs> but maybe you guys can come up with better ones. You know, Maybe you guys Hopefully. got some other yeah. dinosaur job man Right. Movie ideas? Yeah, maybe. Y'all can tell us about them over on the Facebook group. It'll be a good old time. I look forward to seeing what you guys come up with. Hey, you're so creative. You're so special. They are. You're my only son. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. You're my only son. What? This movie. I love it so. Dude, so you had told me about this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a couple months ago. Did you guys? Yeah, yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did the, it. Uh-huh, yeah, we did it on uh, a screaming chat, I think. And um, just you know, I, I think anybody is 
either like won over instantly by the VFX car on fire. Uh, yeah, you're gonna know in five minutes. Yeah, if, if you this like is the this right or not. movie for you. Yeah. Like my, uh-huh. myself, I was watching it and I went into it knowing like. Whenever you talked about it on the show a couple months ago, you were mm-hmm. like, I think that you'll fucking love this movie. Yeah. I think you'll also know within five minutes if you're going to love this movie. Right. I was like, okay. So I remember you saying that whenever I started this the other night, and it got to that part, and I was like, this is what he was talking about, <laughs> and I fucking love this movie. This yes. was a Patreon submission, wasn't it? Yeah, David Barnett submitted this, um, and... and um, he he gave me some advice to uh, watch Miami Connection because there there are some homage being paid in this movie to Miami Connection, which is boy, it's something. Uh, I didn't know that movie. <laughs> well, it's it's not intentionally funny. Um, oh, but, yeah, but it it is funny. <laughs> it's it's like uh, it's about a cocaine ninja cocaine gang. Awesome. Who, yeah. And um, there's a karate band. Um, <laughs> this sounds amazing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. I I'm telling you, you'll very much enjoy it. What's um, on? It, uh, you can rent it on YouTube, and I think it's showing. It's on like a couple things with ads. Okay. Um, anyway, so it 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 has like it's a West Side Story type of thing, but it has like so many of the elements that this has: the cocaine ninjas and, and stuff like that. Um, and one particular element being the 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 title card that says only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace. That's like the final card of oh, the Miami quote. Connection. Yeah. Well, it's not actually a Gandhi quote. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just bullshit. It's a Miami Connection quote. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. All right. But yeah, so this movie like uh, the first time I watched it was, yeah, on a screaming chat, but I knew going into it that this it's supposed to be... It's like a homage to bad movies type of bad movie. Yeah. But in reality, it's just a good movie that is paying homage to bad movies. Like, But that's the thing that kept me from watching it is because... Okay, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, yeah, we had we had Sharknado, Snakes right. on a Plane, uh-huh. and it's like, yeah, this is this is fun, this is silly. I went to a theater and watched a movie that was a piece of shit on purpose, right? And then after that, all of these movies jumped onto that bandwagon and yeah. just completely fucking missed the point. It's like there were eight million, yeah, whatever, fucking uh, T Rex versus Piranha versus right. Aqua Bear. Like, there's all this bullshit <laughs> where it's just like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Fun. Awkward. This is a silly ass premise, but it's actually not that funny whenever right. you actually watch it. So yes. this is one of those movies I've had avoided for years because I was like, okay, this is going to be another stupid sci-fi channel movie that is not written by people with good senses of humor, but just people being like, oh, you make it shitty on purpose. Got it. Duh. Right. Yeah. No, this is this is this shows uh, knowledge of bad movies. Like it shows yeah. someone who has seen a whole lot of bad movies and knows what you need to make a a bad movie that is also very watchable. Yeah. So Yes, that's that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. So Brendan Steer made this um while he was in film school. He made um a like a grindhouse trailer that's like three and a half minutes long. Okay. That was the Velocipaster and he, he like, you know, uh, posted it up on YouTube 
got some good feedback and stuff and was like, you know what, let's make this. Uh, and so they scraped together like thirty-five dollars to $45,000. And <laughs> just like him, and, I, him and, and friends and family making this movie, but he just also happened to be friends with some obviously talented people because the acting yeah. in this is not bad. Like anything that happened, any like bad acting in this is like intentional. Which is yeah, good acting. <laughs> I know, right? So yeah. by default, it's like, well, yeah, it's supposed to be that way, and they are absolutely nailing it. And, yeah. and that's one thing about this movie, dude. Where it's like you're talking about the audience that this is for. I, I totally get if some people watch this and it's not their type of yeah, humor. Or absolutely, whatever. I understand that. But dude, like, you cannot tell me that every person to a T on the set of this movie did not understand exactly what they were doing, yeah. what this needed to be, what the tone of the movie was. Right. Everybody is fucking on point on this and give yeah. it 100%. The the seriousness with which everything is delivered and the way yeah. that everyone is taking every bit of it very seriously, even though how the fuck could you? <laughs> and that's what kind of like made me think of Psycho Goreman, where, yes. you know, yeah. like the dad character in that, for example, right. like everything uh-huh. is so fucking serious and dramatic, but everything is so stupid at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And Psycho Goreman, of course, is embracing its humor, whereas this is like it's constantly pushing off, like n- winking back at you yeah. until near the end. I feel like once once you get that quote, like the the that quote you know, the thing about violence up on screen and then like, um, you know, she's fine. She's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Like at that point it's like, okay, like we all get it right. Like all of it up to that point is still silly as fuck though. Like he drives to China. Like, okay. (laughs) I I, I basically just, I want to tell the story of this movie, which is not something we normally do, but I think, if kind of bears just, doing in this. Yeah, yeah, if you think about the plot of this movie, a a pimp named Frankie Mermaid blows up this pastor's parents. Just blows them up. Blows them up. No reason. We find nope. out. There's no reason. So Doug, this pastor, is talking to Father Stewart, who advises him to go somewhere he thinks God isn't. Uh, and, you know, see if he can find his faith or whatever. So he gets in his car, long montage of him driving. Now he's in China. So he drove to China, apparently. Yeah, China, which looks like Just, the like woods so. behind somebody's house. Yes, it's the, the woods behind somebody's house. No way. It, they don't even attempt to make it Not look even like trying. China. Uh, then he he uh, uh, comes across a person who has a dinosaur tooth. That person tells him to destroy the tooth. He doesn't understand because he doesn't speak Chinese. Uh, and then he gets cut by the tooth, which turns him into a velocipaster, meaning he becomes a velociraptor and can kill people. And he does. He, he kills, kicks ass for the Lord. He kicks ass for the Lord then after that. Uh, and he's struggling with his faith. He meets uh, a young woman named Carol, who is uh, uh, both a sex worker and uh, uh, pre-med law. 
She's uh, going to become a doctor lawyer. <laughs> yeah, uh, a hooker doctor lawyer, a hooker as doctor she lawyer, says. As she says, yeah. Jesus um, Christ. Frankie Mermaid comes in to the, the church to confess his sins for whatever reason. Like you reason. do. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he mentions that he stole candy from a baby, and then he threw the baby off a bridge so the baby couldn't, uh, couldn't snitch. snitch on him. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Like you do. And then he confesses that he blew up some priest's parents and he's laughing about it. And then. Yeah, he's the, like, and what if you priest ran out of here saying, Mom, Dad, as if it was his parents? <laughs> as if there's any other reason you'd be saying that. <laughs> what? And then he turns into the, the velociraptor and kills Frankie Mermaid. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Carol, uh, he, he saves Carol in the park. Carol takes him home. Carol's like, hey, you're this thing. You know what? You could kick ass for the Lord, essentially. And that is to uh, just kill bad people as the Velociraptor. Montage scene. They do that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and then uh, we find out that there's a separate plot where <laughs> there are... <laughs> They're ninjas. Of course there's ninjas. Yeah, they're ninjas working for the church by uh, selling extremely addictive cocaine (laughs) that they are then going to take off of the streets. Yeah. So that people have to turn to addiction recovery groups at churches. Yeah, that'll get them in there. That'll do it. Get them in the church. At the end of the day, their entire plot is to get people in Mm -hmm. church. Which, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, when I'm thinking about the entire premise of everything about this movie and why I like it so much, I'm just thinking, if you went back to fucking eight-year-old bowl cut Ben... Right. And you're like, there's a movie with a priest who's a dinosaur who fights ninjas. Yeah. That's like basically my entire world as a child. Yeah. No it, no wonder I fucking love this movie. Exactly. Like, it, it, it hits so much like just... It's got so much like that childlike wonder. Uh, also, a lot of '80s cliches having oh, yeah. ninjas and dinosaurs, like uh, and cocaine. <laughs> um, yeah, like, but it, it, yeah, like, and then of course we have our final battle between the ninjas and the Velocipaster, which and his uh, brother and his brother. We find out his parents have been saying because the entire course. time, "Our only son." And yeah. then we find out he has a brother who was in all of those scenes that we saw where they were calling him his only son. At it's the breakfast like, table, in the car, all... Oh my god, it's yeah. so stupid. It's so, so fucking stupid. And then also, yeah, we the the she's fine thing. Carol, uh, Carol somehow also now, now knows like kung fu. I love that. Good gets, enough to beat ninjas. Yeah, and get sliced by a big tall ninja, and there's a real dramatic scene between the Velocipaster and her where she eventually passes out, and then we cut to the ninjas who did it consoling each other. I love it so much. Oh, my God. All the stupid stuff so involving dumb. the ninjas. like they are, so they are like weeping and crying I love it. as he is like, yeah, over her body and stuff yeah. as she's gravely injured. And uh, then, but then also, too, like they have all the ridiculous like laughing scenes. Oh, my God. Yes. Super and, maniacal laughs that just go on for fucking ever. Uh-huh. And it's clear that like... Um, I did watch a, a, um, a, what do you call it? An outtakes bloopers reel that was oh, on shit. YouTube. Yeah. And it, it's clear that like, 
the the white ninja is like doing all those goofy ass laughs and it seems like from the bloopers he was doing them to get the the main villain what's his name we chan getting doing those weird laughs to get him to laugh and then that was like feeding <laughs> off of each other so you just get these long fucking laughing scenes that are they're like austin powers type of shit it's yeah totally yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, the the she's fine bit like we go to a doctor who is the goofiest motherfucker, and then he- dude, his little fucking what, what's that like reflective disc they wear on their heads? It's just uh, yeah. like dropping down his face, and he's yeah. like no selling it yep. entirely. Just, just keeps doing his lines, just but, shitty, just shitty. Doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I love it. The um, the bit yeah, like where he goes into her 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 hospital room. And she says, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then, and then, like, motions him in toward her. And then, quieter. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then, on screen, she's fine. <laughs> it is funny, though. I hadn't thought about this, but it is like you mentioned a second ago. The movie really does wait until the last ten minutes to, like, yeah. really wink at you and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, this it's is stupid, goofy. Obviously. This is dumb, right? Yeah, we're all and in I like on that. It. Because I think if it would have been doing that like from the get go, I think that really would have gotten old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it just wouldn't have had it. I mean, you know, we, we you get so much goofy shit like the Vietnam flashback, Father Stewart. Fuck me! It's oh so my fucking God. funny. Like, dude, uh, I, I love the way of... they didn't even like try to hide his age. It's just nope. like put a shitty wig on underneath <laughs> this helmet. Also, Vietnam sure does look a lot like America and China. <laughs> and China. Yep. <laughs> Dude, that entire scene where he's having this flashback about his time in Vietnam and his, his old friend Ali. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ali. Oh, my God. Ali's, like, his his requests for what he do with his family. I, he, I want you to have 10 kids, and I want you to spend 15 minutes a night with all the kids. <laughs> And I want you to name one of the kids after me. And I want you to smile the way I smile. Just like this. Just like this. And dude, so he gets blown up. Uh Uh-huh, of course. And then for whatever fucking reason, yeah, the other priest guy is just hanging out. And it's like, oh, my wife is here. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? His sweetheart from back home is in Vietnam. (laughs) Just shows up in in the woods, and like the other soldiers, are like, what's she doing here in the woods? I don't know. Maybe trying to start a family. <laughs> like, the thing what? about this is, dude, is like fr- from a writing perspective, this is one of those deals where I'm like, I can't, I can't give so little of a fuck that I write something that funny. Right. Exactly. Like right. Where I, I'm writing, I'm writing this movie, and I'm like, okay, he's in Vietnam. He's just seen his buddy die, and then his wife shows up in <laughs> Vietnam. In the woods, maybe because she's trying to start a family. Like, <laughs> these are decisions that are so fucking stupid, my mind doesn't go there. Like, yeah. I love when somebody does those kinds of things where it's yeah. just out of the realm of possibility for me to think of this because it's just too fucking stupid. Yeah, it's it's so funny to just go with all those instincts that, that like, you know, because if you're trying, if you're trying specifically to write a bad movie... It, it it can be real hard. I feel yeah. like to like land on stuff that is the bad movie trope, and not just like an overt joke, like obvious joke. But then like you you 
do need to go with what bad movies do a lot, which is inexplicable shit. <laughs> yeah. No explanation. Doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and when she steps on that landmine <laughs> and the way they did the special effects there, it's like clearly just a split screen with this stupid superimposed explosion where she was and definitely a guy that just threw a bucket of blood <laughs> onto the priest guy. It's just a bucket. It's just one yeah, big splash. Just a big splash of blood. And all dude, over I him. love that the other soldiers come over. They're like, I don't know if there's anything we can do for her at this point. I think she's too far gone. <laughs> she just exploded. Yeah, there's nothing of her left. But yeah, yeah, she is too far gone. Dude, and, and that's what makes this movie so fucking good and so fucking funny, dude. Like, it is, as you said, like, what, 30 something thousand dollars? Yeah, yeah, it's like thirty five to forty five thousand are the figures I saw. So And the fact that they just embraced like, okay, on this budget we can't really do much anything in terms of right. special effects, mm-hmm. costumes, makeup, whatever. This entire movie is just like, eh, it's fine, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Just go with it. Like I even think back about like a lot of the uh, uh, the, the little grindhouse like fake trailers that we've made as part of right. uh, competitions and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, we used to do these things all the time. And even at that point, it's like we kind of overthought stuff, you right. know, where it's like, okay, we got to make this look good. We got to try to do this and this and this. And it's like, it's kind of a personal challenge to try to do something that looks pretty good on no budget. Right. This movie just doesn't even try. And right. that's what makes it so fucking good and so like, funny. The dinosaur suit serves the purpose of looking like a dinosaur suit. Like, it's not supposed to look like a dinosaur. It's supposed to look like a guy in a dinosaur suit. And dude, it the fucking reveal. nails that. Oh my god, dude. It is just like a damn paper mache fucking <laughs> dino head on this big dopey costume where you can tell like a guy's head is propping up the back of the thing. Yeah. Yep. And the the dino head is just hanging out. It's, just it's like, so bad. Yeah, but amazing because but of that. so much yeah. better. Yeah. And that's the thing about this. Like, I feel like what separates this from the sci-fi channel movies and stuff that are trying to do the same thing uh-huh. is that with that limited-ass budget, they would have just done this with, like, bullshit CGI. They would have yeah. been like, okay, we don't have a lot of money, so this is going to look rough, but we'll do it with CG and make the dinosaur look pretty shitty. Yeah. The fact that this was just like, no, we're going to make this dinosaur costume for like maybe $15 and just own it. Just yeah. show it. Yeah. And it's it's it really hits what they're going for. I mean, take taking this like um this like basically this paint set of a bunch of uh, colors that don't go together and making a good painting out of it. Like the the movie is supposed to be bad, but like not in a way where you were watching it and going, this is a bad movie. Yeah. You're going, this knows what a bad movie is. It really, really does. And yeah. dude, the way that the entire cast puts on this serious face for this stupid production, yeah. even though you know that they know it's stupid. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. It's... It's like layers on layers of acting where it's like, okay, you're an actor. You have to be acting like you're in this movie that's serious, even though you know that it's stupid. Like, there's actually a lot going on there. And, dude, our cast in this, I mean, there's nobody you've ever heard of. There's not a single person that's, like, famous famous in this. Yeah, nobody in here that, I I mean, uh, the guy who plays Altair, Altair, um, Aurelio Mm -hmm. Voltaire, I've 
there were a couple of credits he had that I was like, oh, I think I do remember him, but nobody. He did else. look kind of familiar, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the uh, the guy Greg Cohen who plays Doug Jones, he's he's done some TV stuff, but no like major roles. He uh, looks li- like when you ask your mom for Dexter, and she's like, "We yeah. have Dexter at home." <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's still pretty good, Dexter. <laughs> yeah, still pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Same with uh, our, our girl that plays is it Carol. Yeah. Is that her name? Yeah, Carol. Alyssa Kempinski is. I think the best actor in this entire thing because she's fantastic. She she is like like so many of her lines are supposed to be like kind of funny. Like but they're not she's not supposed to be like trying to be funny necessarily. So like the, her line delivery is kind of exactly perfect in those moments and then she's also just like seemingly uh carrying the because like he's supposed to be kind of like this like super um christiany guy right so it's like hard for me to care uh, connect to him entirely because like his his motivation is is love of christ or whatever but uh, carol's just like a normal person who i mean you know she's gonna be a doctor lawyer obviously but she's (laughs) she's like the most normal of all the other characters because you know you got people like fucking frankie mermaid and uh he's 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 like the most over the top character in a movie about a velocipaster (laughs) yeah really right like that's yeah that's really an achievement yeah and then yeah like uh uh uh, daniel steer who plays father stewart he does a good job but he's supposed to be he's supposed to be this just like fatherly figure and he's he's doing that the best part is him in the the shitty wig in the vietnam so that's like his best moments because he does so such a good, good job of of selling it. Also, the way he just inexplicably is like alive. Uh huh. <laughs> when Doug was so sure that he had killed him. Yeah. <laughs> after we saw it happen. Yes. He's just like the no. entire thing. Okay, on the subject of people who died or didn't die, the entire thing with Ali was really confusing to me because they go to Ali who is like going to do this tarot reading seance thing. Oh well, no, these are two different people. Yeah. So okay, what what is going on here? Uh, Emily also was like, "Wait, were they supposed to be the same person?" I know. Uh, like, did he live? And this is that guy? Well, no, it can't be because because huh. he didn't age at all. But right? Like, is that yeah. supposed to be like Ali's girl a back home? It's was a different actor entirely, though. Is so, it? Yeah, yeah, it's completely a different actor. I thought they both looked like fucking Dollar Store Dave Navarro. I thought they were the same person. <laughs> Dollar Store Dave Navarro, yes. <laughs> and they're both named Ali. So I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? The tarot yeah. reader guy. Like, I didn't understand. Also, yeah. didn't care, and it was funny. Yeah. I think that, you know, that is, uh, again, another trope of bad movies is just confusingness of characters and whatnot. And maybe yeah. that's what they were going for. Just like we'll have these two characters who look way too much alike, positioned way too close together in scenes with two similar names. Well, that's the thing too. Is like whenever that whole flashback thing starts, is because uh, yeah, the the father guy sits down and he's like, "I hadn't seen Ali since the war," implying that the Ali in front of him is the same guy that was in the Vietnam flashback. Right. I just but- I don't know. Like I don't know if that was left completely murky on purpose or if there's something I missed here. I, Either way, what bliss. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if there is an explanation other than, oh, it's just supposed to be dumb. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Just go with yeah. it. Uh, and also the guy who plays uh, Sam, the white ninja, uh, who turns out to be Doug's brother, is fucking uh, unhinged. Like, he's he's going yes. wild, and I love it. Fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah. That guy's amazing. Dude, speaking of flashbacks, how about that ninja flashback in the movie <laughs> that happens for, like, no reason? So, uh, dude, we, we watched this before we left for Indiana, uh-huh. so it's been, like, you know, a week and a half since I watched this, so... Before the show, I was like, man, I really need to like practice some guitar today. I also kind of feel like I should rewatch this movie because I felt like there's a lot of stuff I forgot. And I put the movie on before the podcast, and I was sitting there practicing and all that. So I had my head down every now and then, and I look up, and it's in the middle of this like ninja flashback where he's yeah. talking about his girl back yeah. home and stuff. And I was like, uh, what the fuck name, is this? I think his name is uh, Chowin, uh, I believe. And like, okay, so w- the... It's the three ninjas that are they're they're going to attack the Velocipaster in the forest, and the one who has like an Australian accent type of thing going on is like <laughs> laying out the plan, and then yeah, he's Australian. He's, the fuck? I, why? I don't know. I believe he says Choi Min. Uh, so Choi Min to the side just starts having this like flashback to his girlfriend, not listening to the plan at all. And then the Australian guy's like, did you get that, Choi Min? And Choi Min doesn't say anything, and he's like, that's what I like about you, Choi Min. You're always in. Like, <laughs> and then they all three go and get killed by the Velocipaster. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what was any of that about? Yeah, like, why is that in this movie? Just padding out its extensive 70-minute runtime, I guess. Which is perfect. Oh, more bad oh, movies dude. should aim to be shorter. Just I know, man. Be shorter. I know. Because yeah. seriously, like I think if this was two hours of this, the charm probably would have worn off. Yeah. The fact that it's so short makes it better. It makes you realize, like, yeah, this is shitty, and they didn't have enough money to make a full length. It's, but the story is so simple and stupid, it also doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, and it, it was. It's supposed like I. Th- I think again, that's like. A distillation of some someone, uh, 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 Brendan Steer, knowing bad movies and knowing the bad movies that people love, and knowing that like a good bad movie doesn't overstay its welcome. Like you yeah. never get bored of it. You get you get every moment to be like, wait, why did that happen, or why would they say that? Like you get and then all those moving moments. on, moving on. Yeah, you never <laughs> linger too long. But then they do do some lingering too long, which is so perfect like like the moment where like uh after uh, uh, uh carol supposedly dies like he he has that like long like 20 second pause uh and then like earlier in there too whenever carol is telling him about like him turning into a velociraptor like there's like that weird pause and then the zoom in and he's like what like yeah yeah <laughs> Just so many like uh, the, so so many like smart choices on the awkwardness of a bad movie. Like, oh, dude. That, that work comically. And even after that, like after he rips off like the the ninja master guy's head, he does this <laughs> super long scream. Yeah, like until he's out of breath, and he's just holding this head above him, yeah. the severed head. Sorry, severed mannequin head. Severed, not obviously even mannequin head. <laughs> And he screams until he's out of the breath. He kind of sits there for a while, 
and then he just does it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to last at least a minute. And it's so fucking awkward. It's and great. stupid, yeah. man. It's so dumb. Yeah, it's so it is it is just like it, it does the thing though where like I I and like I think I can see people watching this and being like I don't get it. Like this is just bad. Because oh, yeah. they haven't seen bad movies that it's basically like paying homage to. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and like I said, it reminds me so much of all the little grindhouse shit that that yeah. we have done in the past. Just little fun. fun stuff. Yes, it yeah. reminds me so much of that. I, I wish that we would have given less of a fuck now because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the way this movie just embraced it made it so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, and and I I I get it. Yeah, if somebody watches this and they're just like, "No, this is just bad." I think if you watch some more bad movies, you'll think back to this and be like, "Wait a minute. That was fun and fun." Yeah. Um but at the same time, it's also hard to make something that is bad on purpose and is this funny. Yeah. Yes, because a lot of times it, it lands into a zone of just like, "I I get how clever you think you are." Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, you put Tara Reid in the movie. I get it. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Sharknado, like, out-clevered itself constantly. Like, Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, the concept of Sharknado was always more funny than the actual execution, whereas sure. this meets the concept. Where you think of Velocipaster, you're like, oh, that sounds real dumb. And then you watch it, and you're like, yes, it is. Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Dude, yeah. I even love how the fucking movie poster, like, way oversells what <laughs> yes. you get. Like, the poster looks so badass. You got this, like, yeah. kind of half-transformed priest and this, like, super badass-looking velociraptor. It looks so cool. It yeah. looks really, really cool and, like, really comic booky. And then when it shows it in the movie... Dude, I love the slow reveal of what he actually looks like. Like, you see the claws, you see, like, an eye or a tooth. Yeah. And then it just it just kind of shows you. And it's like, <laughs> and look at this doofy fucking dinosaur. It just so, like, it's not animated whatsoever. The eyes no. don't blink. The eyes no. don't move around. It doesn't look like a, a velociraptor at all. <laughs> no. If anything, it looks like a, like a really, really shitty T-Rex. Right. It doesn't look anything like a raptor. And then even in the parts, like in the confession booth and stuff, where he just has the dino hands. Uh-huh. Not even yeah. trying to hide the fact. Not that even trying. Yeah. Not even trying to hide it. Nope. Uh, I think some of the moments they do pretty good. Like when he... Starts to turn into the dinosaur in uh, uh, Altair's um, little place. Oh yeah, they, they have like you know he's got like a green face and the and like the the contacts, dino and just eyes. The, yeah, and just the hands. That looks cool. I mean, not like not amazing, but considering the budget and stuff like that, that was a good sort of transition moment. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of those effects are actually pretty decent considering yeah. the budget, and then other ones are like. <laughs> I think they use that mannequin head like two or three times in the yes, movie. Yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> Not even trying to hide it. No. Nope. Dude, the, the the costumes are just abysmal. Not just the dino costume. Like, those priest costumes, the ninja oh, costumes. Yeah. Like, the, they, spent, the, they spent like $400 at Party City yeah. and called it a day. Yeah, the, the like collars on the priest costumes, I'm pretty sure, are just white medical tape. They look like shit. Like, they it just do. looks. They do. It looks like there was no budget because there was no budget, and they the, just did it anyway. I mean, uh, speaking of, though, 
I, I don't know if Alyssa Kempinski was just wearing her own clothes or whatever, but she looks great throughout. Like she has like yeah, actually yeah, uh, everything she wears is nice and like really fits the character and stuff. And also, Dude. Frankie Mermaid nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Frankie Mermaid looks like. One thing that cracked me up too about some of the costuming in this, and and again, it's it's just because it takes me back to the kind of shit that we would do when we were making our stuff. Uh, before the big end fight scene. It shows the the Velocipaster, and he's putting on this like really nice like leather like Ramon style jacket, uh-huh. yes. a biker jacket. Uh huh. But then whenever he shows up to the fight where it's going to get bloody and gory, it's totally just a completely different jacket. Yeah. Well, you can't get blood all over that leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we'll switch to a cheaper one. Yeah. For whenever the fight scene starts. <laughs> How about that missing FX transition after he gets hit by that arrow and he transforms oh, back? That's so cool. They, they do the like. Uh, it's kind of like the idea of uh, the the reels messed up, but it's yeah. VHS style. So it's like, wait, what? <laughs> what would this even be, <laughs> dude? It's cool though. It's really. It's like a very funny moment where you're like, oh, they couldn't figure out like how to do in the middle of a daylight a, a dinosaur to human transition so they were just like yeah let's just not do it yeah uh, that's the thing it was like the car on fire thing it's like i'm yes. sure they were like okay we could just park an old car here and have them cgi fire over it mm-hmm. or what if we just didn't yeah what if we indicated that we were going to do that and then didn't do it and that's the <laughs> joke <laughs> And it's actually way funnier than yes. if they would have shown yes. a car with shitty CG fire there on it. There would have been no joke to it. There would have been zero like moment no. where you would have been. And that I think that's like genius, too, because you know all you've presented so far is you have a priest and he sees his parents. And it's like, how do you sell this? If it's an explosion, it makes it seem like this is a drama. If it just says VFX car on fire, everybody knows what you're getting into. <laughs> it's right at the start of the movie. Yeah. Oh my god, man. Even the fact that like this movie's soundtrack is mostly like shitty bands you've never heard of, like kind of kind of crappy like punk rock, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater soundtrack stuff. I was into it. I was even into that it, is yeah. appealing to me, dude. Yeah. Like that's that's charisma. Yeah. Like I love the fact that they just probably found some local bands. Yeah. Or I bet you some of the people in the movie are in the bands. Like there's got to be a way they saved money doing that. There's a damn song about becoming a dinosaur at the start of the movie. Yeah, and it and it ends it's with so that stupid. Jurassic Park riff. Oh, dude, I love that. So cool. Yeah. So fucking stupid, man. Uh, I even like that the soundtrack is like not really great, but it's also fine. How about that fucking that that sex scene in there? <laughs> the sex scene in which they uh, the movie recounts the entirety of the movie from the beginning, including the title and 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 credits. Um, I guess as a memory that the people having sex are having because they're in the movie. I don't know. <laughs> it's like- what is happening? I love so it though. Stupid. I love those montage moments that they do. Like they they really so do a good job of being like because like again, as I said, uh, the char- main character Doug, he never is very like 
fun or funny, like intentionally though. I mean, intentionally, yes, in the script, but like the character itself is a very like, you know, um, bland, uh, mm. but he's supposed to be, he's like that bland hero type. Um, so the montages do a good job of like showing him in just regular situations and being, you know, helping sell us on, I should care about Doug mostly cause he's with Carol and Carol's cute. Uh, and because he wears a great sweater dress, he does wear. He looks good in that. I mean, he's he's really fucking killing it. Uh, and you also get to see him do his like training and stuff. And it's like you turn into a dinosaur. Why do you need to train, dude? He's like on the exercise bike and doing like little dino claw moves. Uh huh. Fuck. Like what? Like I just don't understand. If his human form, like if he's not fit humanly when he becomes a dinosaur, he can't still dino. Well, but even then, when he transforms into the dino, it's like really dumpy looking. It's so dumpy looking. I love yeah. those those fight scenes too, dude. Where he's like fighting the ninjas as the dinosaur, and it's just in broad daylight. Like they're not yeah. even yeah. remotely trying to hide the costume. Nope. They're not. Even remotely hiding the fact that this is clearly somebody's backyard. Like there's like a yeah. like a really cute like concrete fucking bench in this yard where it's supposed yes. to be this ninja encampment, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ninjas love cute little benches. Yeah. No fucks given. I I, I again I, I love that. As somebody who has tried to make stupid stuff on no budget, yeah. They have done this to it's absolute best in this yeah, movie. For sure. I agree with that. Is there anything you could think of that would make this better? No. No. I no. Cause like any any change that would be made would just be I I, I kind of do see this as a nice work of art where it's like the intention was to be this thing in particular. It was a real narrow, like like thing to thread through to actually be able to nail not actually being a bad movie um like it does all that so kind of perfectly that it's hard for me to say that any change could have improved the movie i yeah i i couldn't get i couldn't even begin to make this movie like i i don't have the brain for it it is no. It's very unique. I'm not smart enough to be this stupid. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like that's that's the yeah. best way to put it. And, yeah. and because the movie is so on front street about its uh its shortcomings budget wise. Right. It automatically kind of defangs any criticism you can yeah. throw it. Where you're just well, like, Oh, the effects were bad. It's like, well, uh-huh. the movie did not even try. <laughs> yeah, it did not try to have good effects. So no, the plot is stupid. Yeah, it yeah. didn't even try having a good. Exactly, plot. it's kind of it's one of those movies, dude. Which it, it's funny. It's like it's kind of like the Love Witch in that way, where it's like it's kind of immune from criticism because of how it's putting itself out there. Only, obviously, I, I like this way more than the Love Witch. <laughs> I would say this is definitely more fun than the Love Witch. Yeah, yeah, and it's shorter. <laughs> And it's shorter by a good bit. There's no dull moments. Like I, no. we've watched movies that are this short that still have dull moments. Parts yeah. where uh-huh. you're like, God, this feels like this is a two and a half hour long movie. Yeah, this movie just goes and goes and goes, and it's yeah. constantly funny. It's constantly amusing. Um, 
I have no complaints about the pacing of this. No, no, it's it, it really because I watched it. I think four times. It just hums right along. Like there's yeah. there's nothing, and it's like just not even like I don't know why. Like th- this is because I I think we've talked about this before. Where like I really have trouble shutting my brain off in a bad movie. Yeah, but this movie threads the needle in such a perfect way that my brain goes, "Yes, this it's it's yeah. like Psycho Gorman, same thing." Where my brain is just like, "Yep, I'm on this exact same level. I love this. This is perfect." And, and watching this is the same for me. It's like this is perfect. I I don't need anything different. It's I mean, it's not like we're not talking about, you know elevated horror or whatever no um, this is not an a24 movie right, it's also yeah. not even trying to be no there's no message uh other than she's fine like uh, <laughs> i oh, wonder re- if these people watch tammy and the t-rex like surely oh yes I they're aware of that because that is this movie's closest cousin for yes, sure it, tammy it has and the a lot of uh a lot of similarities i feel to that um but yeah, you got to see Miami Connection. You'll see you'll see how much like Miami Connection it is. I I find it really funny that like trying to rate this my brain screaming 10 cuz to me this is a 10. Yeah, totally. Um, it's 10. And, and and it, it that also is like kind of the the genius of this movie in that it is it is exactly perfect for what it's meant to be and what it's meant to be is garbage. <laughs> It's like, yeah. if you so nail garbage, that's a fucking 10, man. You did it. Yeah. It's like going to, what is it, fucking Dick's Last Resort and complaining about the service. It's like the service <laughs> is what it's supposed yeah, to be. that's the selling point. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point. That's why yeah. you're here, you know? Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, like, I want to have some kind of, like, a big shitty get-together with my friends where, like, we all get together and get stoned and drink shitty beer, and we have a double feature of taming the T Rex and this. Like, tell oh, me that I would wouldn't love be love that. Yeah, that'd be the most fun night ever for 100%. sure. One hundred percent. Yeah, that would be so much fun. Like, not a moment of thinking at no, all. None. <laughs> not a moment of it. No, dude. Seriously, like, get drunk with your friends and watch this fucking movie. Like, yeah. Watching this by yourself, you'll still have a good time. But this yeah, is a sure. social movie. This is definitely it a movie is. that is meant to be enjoyed in a group. You're going to have more fun with your friends if you watch this thing all together. Um, and, and again, like I said, it's kind of immune from criticism because it is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. But at the same time, not in that, you know, sci-fi channel, Tarantula versus Mega Scorpion. Like, right. You're trying too hard to be shitty. This movie does tow a really, really, really fine line uh, that is kind of only there with like taming the T Rex. And uh, yeah. I'll say Psycho Goreman is even elevated from this because at least PG is, yeah. has like great costumes and effects. Right. Yeah. And, and like uh, a script full of like intentional humor as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This obviously has intentional humor, but the, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like. Uh, overtly intentional like you can see they're trying to be funny whereas like with Tammy the T-Rex they're also leaning into the fact that like oh yeah these costumes and stuff look like shit like Mm -hmm. they're totally playing right there into it that's probably the closest analog I could compare this movie to yeah I I had a fucking blast like I I don't know anything else I could have gotten out of this movie even the second time around I was like yeah this is a fucking treat so 
I, I can't not say it's a 10. It's it's fucking Damn. so fun, man. So fun. Damn. What a great Patreon submission, huh? Yeah, thanks, David. Fucking yeah, dude. Awesome. And if you guys want to submit a movie to the Smoking Bowl and have your movie of choice featured on a future episode, you guys can uh, sign up to a Patreon page at $5 or more if you so choose. Uh, at any Patreon level, though, it's also going to give you guys access to all kinds of bonus episodes and all kinds of other good stuff on there. What's that Patreon URL, Steve? Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. There you go. You guys can head over there, sign up today, helps us pay them podcast bills and get uh-huh. you some mo- some more uh, lols in that tummy of yours. Get also that tummy full lols. Uh, uh, the Patreon also recently bought uh, uh, a Sure SM7B. Woo, yeah, that's uh, right, man. So our uh, Our microphone game is going to be upped in the future once i figure out how to operate it we're going to talk about that next time i've got one for myself as well that i already had from the fine folks over at sweetwater uh so we're going to be sounding more better here more better really soon so mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for the support just continues to make the show more better and more better so thank you guys a ton be sure to rate and review on apple Podcasts. i have not seen nearly enough fucking reviews lately guys Review. Get, get on there. there, man. Get on there and review the fucking show, man. It really does help us a ton, and it just takes a second and doesn't cost you a dime. You guys can also rate on Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. All that stuff helps us to show up in the search engines and all that jazz. So please do. Not just a suggestion. It's a plea. Please. A plea. Please. Please review the show. <laughs> and please tune in uh, next week. We're going to be continuing a grand tradition. Yep. Which I guess, what the fuck, is six years running now? Yep. Because we're going into early July, which means... Oi, it's Harry Potter's birthday, isn't it? Oi, Harry Potter! Happy birthday, Harry. You're a Harry wizard. You've got pubes. Just in case you haven't uh, listened to our, our show and you're like, wait, what the fuck, they're covering Harry Potter? Yes. Uh, yep. J.K. Rowling is a turf, and she can fuck right off. Yep. Uh, we started this tradition long ago. She has progressively gotten worse. A little worse, yep. Yeah, but uh, worse. don't worry. Uh, it, it won't be an episode of us praising J.K. Rowling. And uh, it probably, because it's the sixth part, will be an episode of us savaging a movie. <laughs> oh, we're going to... not very good. We're going to dig in on this thing, because, dude... I'm telling you, it's a really bad movie. It's yeah, a it really, is. really, really bad movie. We've we've talked enough about J.K. and her uh, IRL, not J.K. tendencies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna sorry. try to we're gonna try to separate that and just look at this movie as it is as a work of of the Wizarding World yeah. and try to look at it objectively. And it will not make any fucking sense. I'll no, tell you that. No, it won't. It won't. I look forward to it, man. The Harry Potter episodes are always they are fun. Some of my favorite, you know. Yeah. And again, like I, I love the books. I, I really, really do. I love the the Harry Potter series. I still I do. Still, there are yeah. so many logical problems with it. Yes. I know, but I have happy memories involved. I'm not going to throw that away. Yeah, and you shouldn't. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but uh, definitely <laughs> come prepared to hear some shit talk. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, aren't we? That's right, the Aff Blood Prince, they call him. Oi. Oi. He's blood's only Aff, isn't it? <laughs> what, if, what if he was the Half Blood Prince because he only had half the amount of blood a regular person had? So he's just always like, oh, I'm really tired. 
I'm tired. <laughs> uh, I've got anemia. I need some spinach. Give me the iron. No, come on, Harry. You've got to play Quidditch. I can't hold on to the broom. Uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> Could be like that, man. Could be like that. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that one next time. It's going to be a big old shit show. I can already tell you. Yep. I, uh, I I do remember. Th- I think this is the worst of all the movies. I think so. I and you know what? I I'm, I may go back through and rewatch and and determine that because I know I don't think seven or eight is the worst. No. The other options for me would be may you know either four. Or maybe two, but two's not bad. It's just boring. Boring, yeah. <laughs> yeah. dude. Five, five is a real piece of shit. Yeah. Five, yeah. I, five is just not fun. We did not enjoy that one. God damn. No. I think six is probably the worst one. It, who would have thought when we started this as just two guys who were like, oh, we liked the Harry Potter books and this would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. That after a while it would be like, oh, I hate these movies. Dude, it's like every year that punching bag swings back around and we're like, time to fucking deck this thing again, I guess. <laughs> no. Oh, it's such a weird relationship with it the franchise, is. man. It really I swear. Is. I swear. So that'll be a fun one. So be sure to tune in next week. We'll be fucking dunking all mm-hmm. over that thing, aren't we? Yep. Tune in then. In the meantime, be sure to check us out on all the socials. Uh, Dead and Lovely Linktree page. You guys can find us Instagram, Twitter, wherever the Red Fern grows, all that yep. kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Hang out on the Facebook group. Yep. And uh, I'd like to remind you guys, fucking stay angry. Yeah, please. Scream it from the ass. rooftops. Kick some damn ass, man. Yep. And be sure to tune in next week for the newest installment of Dead and Lovely. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I've been Uncle Ben. Been Hollywood Steve. We've been Dead and Lovely. Okay, so, you know, with the recent... Absolute bullshit Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh huh. You know me, dude. Yeah. I don't agree with it whatsoever, but I am still at heart an idea man. Whenever right. I see new problems emerge, right. what am I going to do? I'm going to go looking for new solutions, right? Uh huh. Yeah. That's why I'm here to propose to you and take this as a sales pitch. I'm going to give you the elevator pitch right now, okay? Okay, I'm excited. Because I feel like this is a product that we're really going to need to see more and more of in the coming years okay. in New Gilead slash America. Yikes. Okay, uh-huh. here's here's the product concept. Baby's first bootstraps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. They got to they right. learn how to pull themselves up young. Am I right? You got you to start, start early now. You got to start. Exactly, man. Like from the beginning, yeah. Exactly right. And how can they do that without bootstraps with which to pull their baby selves up from? Right? (laughs) Honey, honey, get in here. Get in here. That baby we adopted, you know, the one you don't like. Yeah, it pulled itself up by its bootstraps for the first time. (laughs) All on its own. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you still don't like it? Oh, okay. Well, all right. I really hate it that I was busy working my second job because I missed my baby getting its first job. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't there for those pivotal moments. (laughs) Damn. Oh, Jesus. I am not ready to be giving my order to a baby at McDonald's. I know, right? I know.
Like, because you know you're going to say barbecue, and they're going to be like, goo, goo, goo. And it's like, <laughs> you want no. goo, goo, goo? No, I know they're no. going to get it wrong. <laughs> Bless their little hearts. <laughs> Baby's first bootstraps. You heard it here first on Dead and Lovely. Trademark Dead and Lovely, okay? That's yep. <laughs> it's all us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh.